Welcome to Corporate Governance at LSE. My name is Tom Kirchmeier and I have with me here John Higgins. John Higgins is CEO of Spectris. It's a FTSE 250 company and one topic we are interested in here is short-termism. Now you are a technology company, you're based in the UK, you have subsidiaries everywhere. Do you think short-termism is a real issue? Um, I, I, I don't think it's a particular issue for us. Uh, I think uh, when I look out in the market, uh, there are clearly uh, some instances where it's visible. Um, but I think as a, as a company, we try very hard to attract the right kind of long-term shareholders mm -hmm. and obviously convince them that we've got a good long-term strategy and that we're, um, you know, we're well-funded and that we're cautious managers of the business in that sense. And we find that being able to sell our story to the right investors gives us a, a shareholder base and, and uh, a register which is uh, longer term uh, in their horizon. So, you know, because the acquisition is always shareholders actually are by definition short-termistic and you actually don't find very many in the UK for whatever reason, which have a very long horizon. But what you're saying is, you know, there's a wide spectrum. Yes. Some like to invest long, some short. Yes some understand technology, yes. some do less. Yes. So where do you find these kind of long-term investors and why do we not hear about them? Uh, I, I don't know why you don't hear about them, but there are many of them, both here uh, in the UK, uh, but also across Europe. We've got some very good shareholders uh, in the Nordic countries and in Germany, uh, Switzerland uh, and in the US. Um, so I, I think they are there. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't comment on why you don't hear about them, but I can assure you that they are there. But just to clarify as well what I said at the beginning, Tom, is that um, whilst there are uh, good long-term shareholders and we're lucky to have many of them on our register, uh, they do care about the short-term performance mm. and uh, certainly uh, a lack of predictability in terms of your delivery of, of financial performance uh, and certainly, you know, the visibility that your financial metrics are moving in the right direction is very important. And as a management team and as a board of the company, we have to ensure that we're also delivering short term to expectations, whatever those expectations are. We can help to shape those expectations. For example, we can tell our investors that we want to make certain investments in the business and that will have a short term negative effect. Uh, but as long as you're meeting expectations, whatever those are, uh, I think there's no, there's no problem. Uh, I think it's when you start to deliver surprises uh, and, and become unpredictable as a management and as a company, uh, then of course you will lose the long-term uh, uh, shareholders and you will lose um, you know, the backing of those shareholders and you are then likely to see more short-term people who are taking a short-term view as to what's going to happen to your company. Well, What's interesting what you said is that you in a way have a global shareholder base. Yes. So you could be anywhere in the world really, it doesn't matter. Um, and you would attract that type of investor. Is there a particular kind of, are these all pension funds for example, a particular yeah. type that is yeah. looking for technology or? No, uh, I mean it, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it is pension funds but it's also money managers and, and fund managers, institutional uh, fund managers as well as retail fund managers, um, insurance companies, so it's, it's a whole range. We don't have very many private shareholders uh, or, or they don't have a very large uh, percentage of the, of the register, uh, nor do we have any uh, you know, controlling shareholders, so it's a very open, very uh, 
diversified shareholder list. So um, I, I think they're, they're investing each with their own strategy. You may have people who are looking for income. Uh, you may have people who are looking for value and that they see this is an undervalued asset, mm. which over time uh, the market will start to recognize the value of. You have people who are looking for growth. Uh, and you have people who are looking for growth at a reasonable price, so a combination of growth and value. Um, I think those uh, char characteristics of shareholders tend to be much more pronounced in the US, in North America, to a lesser extent here in the UK. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's part of our job as a company and it's what uh, our advisors, uh, our brokers will typically tell us who are the right kind of shareholders and who indeed are the right fund managers within those shareholders that would be interested in a business mm -hmm. like ours, whether it's because they like our uh, profile or maybe they just like the business or they like exposure to global engineering or they like exposure to certain regions. We have quite a bit of exposure to Asia, to China and to the emerging markets, which people don't really like today. But uh, yeah. I can tell you a year ago, people actually were attra are attracted to, to exposure in those markets without having to go into markets where maybe they don't understand the governance and, and maybe have some doubts about, about some of the transparency in, in those companies. You can then come to London, a very open and, and, and um, you know, well-regulated market, and invest in high-quality companies, which give you that geographic exposure or that end market exposure, depending on what it is you're looking for. There's always this criticism, kind of London isn't very kind of interesting for technology companies simply because the market is so short. I know I asked this again, but I want to probe you a bit more on it. Mm. Um, because you said, you know, you have some American shareholders who seem to understand this more. And this is what we keep hearing, that actually across the Atlantic, across the big pond, shareholders actually are quite, quite happy to, to go into more risky investments, whereas here they're a bit more kind of conservative. Do you have a similar experience? Or? No, not really. Um, I, I think that the profile of the investors that we see in the US are largely the same as the ones that we see here in the UK, but also the same as the ones that we see in the rest of Europe. Um, I, I don't think we are a company. We're quite well established. We have you know, a good track record financially. We make money. We have very good cash flows. Uh, so we're not really trying to attract the kind of venture capital or high-risk capital maybe that you know, people are willing to take a bet on a a brand new technology which requires many years of investment before you're going to see those returns. Uh, our business today is, as I said, it is profitable. So mm -hmm. uh, in that sense, they're not taking a huge amount of risk with us. Our balance sheet is very under leveraged, so there isn't much financial risk really. So uh, I, I wouldn't say we're trying to appeal to those specific investors maybe that you're referring to who do take a very long-term uh, view on new technology um, and, and, and obviously you know, will maybe lose nine of ten investments, but all it takes is for one of the ten to pay off and overall they're, you know, they're, they're getting a good return. You said you have no dominant shareholder, which is quite common here. Yeah. Um, you're very open. Do you feel the threat of hostile takeovers at time or does it affect you in any way? Uh, it certainly affects us. I mean, we, we, you know, as any company in that situation, you are for sale every day. You, mm. you know, you can go and buy our shares. Uh, if you want to buy more than five percent or three percent, certain thresholds, you have to, of course, uh, notify the, uh, the the market about that. Um, but it absolutely is a an issue, uh, and it's certainly an issue that if you're not doing a good job of managing 
your company, the people, the assets that you're in charge of, um, that that becomes you know, the, the natural conclusion of poor management or poor governance or poor strategy. Um, so in a way, it, 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 is, you know, it is the stick that beats, if you will. There's a carrot as well, but, but you do have to stay awake every day and make sure that you're not becoming open because high valuation is one of the best defenses against hostile takeover because it's, it's assets which are undervalued that hostile uh, acquirers are looking for. It's almost textbook material what we teach our students that hostile takeovers are good because they, they yeah. provide some discipline. Uh, and I can tell you, sitting you know, in a PLC, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how yeah. we, we think about it. And uh, it does become then uh, also part of that whole uh, discussion around getting the right shareholders as well. Because if the shareholders understand your strategy and believe in your strategy, they're also going to be more protective of you uh, and they will repel any offer to buy their shares. On the other hand, if they have lost their trust in you as a management team or as a board, if they think the strategy is moving in the wrong direction, they may, may well be tempted by uh, an offer, a premium offer that a, a hostile takeover might involve. So you think short-termism is not an issue. Could it be also because you have the right board, the board structure, your non-execs, you know what they're doing, they have the right skills, or you think it's less of an issue, it's more kind of really the market structure? No, I, 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 think, it's, I think all of those things are, 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 are an element, I think, yeah. of, that, uh, you know, of that structure, Tom. So I, I, I do think um, an independent board, uh, we have a board of non-executives who, you know, whilst they're independent, uh, understand our market, understand the issues facing our business very, very well, uh, and, um, you know, and, and, and take an independent view on, on, on matters that we present to them. So uh, that is absolutely a part of it. But uh, I'm not sure that that, uh, that in and of itself is, is, is an issue around the short-termism that you refer to. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that's simply just good governance and, and transparent governance and, uh, you know, and, and uh, a board keeping oversight of the business, of mm -hmm. the management team, making sure the management team is the right management team, making sure that the strategy is executable uh, and, um, you know, and making sure that the governance is good. What are the big problems for a technology company in the UK? Or things are okay? Uh, well, it, it's, uh, it, it, things are okay, but uh, there's always challenges. Uh, I, I would say one of our challenges is always around the people aspect uh, within our organization that, uh, you know, for us in this day and age, it's, it's incredibly important to, to invest in our technology and to invest in R&D uh, because that's really how we can differentiate. There, you know, there's a lot of competition from uh, the new industrialized markets from places like uh, uh, like Asia, China in particular has has uh, developed a, an enormous inf infrastructure at a very competitive cost level. Uh, so it's important for us that we try and differentiate and innovate in our products, and that requires people. That requires people who come from university with uh, technical expertise and marketing expertise, uh, and are able to you know to bring the new ideas to the business and develop the technology. For us, that's the the key important uh, trait of our business. It isn't really around. The manufacturing, because you know, in a, in a strange way, we can use China, for example, as a manufacturing supplier to us. That there isn't huge value being added in the manufacturing process. It's really in the IP, in the design, in the know-how, and also in the relationship with our customers and you know, understanding what it is we can do for them. John, we are out of time. Thanks for coming in. It's been a pleasure. And to our viewers, many thanks for watching.